Well, hello, this is Tracy Washington of the Relationship Leadership Philosophy, and I have with me Carol Burton of Radiance Resources. Welcome. We are glad that you were able to listen in on our conversations. Carol and I are both in the professional and leadership development space, and we are just talking and discussing all of the things that are going on today. And we have been in a series about leadership and grief and adaptability and what that looks like in today's current climate. We both work with executives and leadership teams on how to navigate through these times that we're in. So we are continuing our discussion from previous weeks about vulnerability, emotional intelligence, and today we're talking about being uncomfortable. We're hearing about that a lot these days. Would you agree, Carol? Oh, definitely so. Definitely. People aren't sure what to do, and so with social media, people are, you know, giving their opinions, and, you know, I heard this weekend a great quote, everybody has a point of view and view of a point. Mm. And I thought, oh, that's great. I have to commit that to memory. (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. That was really good. And everybody has a point of view and a view of a point. So we are at a point, if you will, in history. And it's causing a lot of people to be uncomfortable because they're not quite sure what to do, how to do, what, you know, what they should say. Should I say anything? Should I stay silent? And then whatever you do, there's someone on social media who has a point of view about your action or inaction, and it's making people feel really uncomfortable. Mm. So we're going to kind of unpack this a little today to talk about what does that look like to be uncomfortable and what it may be what it's telling us and also what should we do about it as leaders and people who are in leadership roles or just anyone who i mean to me everybody's a leader just depending on to what degree right. what you need to do when you are uncomfortable so carol mm-hmm. yes. i know you and i both talk about this ad nauseum about yes. what we feel about grief um that grief but being uncomfortable yeah it's so, not easy no it's not it's, it's not. not easy it's it's it keeps you up at night right it does it does. And I will tell you, uh, Tracy and I had, uh, as, as we've been working through our own movements, um, chapters, if you will, uh, in throughout 2020, Tracy and I shared some personal experiences and through them, major chapters in our lives, I, I could say, uh, I, I really found that for me, the turning point of going through a hardship was when I was comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm. And mm. once I got into that space, the hard part was allowing myself to get there. And, and to me, that is a quintessential perspective in real life about how I adapt and how I use the thought process of adaptive leadership. So, you know, the core, you know, adaptive leadership goes beyond the platform of the core leadership principles, which consists of strategy, action, and results. And so as an adaptive thinker of change, I need to give up, I need to let go, and I need to create from there. 
And so sometimes being comfortable in the uncomfortable, I, I, I feel myself floating almost in nothing. Yes. And it, it, and it's not, it's almost as if, you know, when you have those dreams of when you're about ready to fall off the cliff, well, I actually do. I actually yes. fall off the cliff. <laughs> I don't know how many people do, but I actually go there. And it's, it is a, it is, for me, it's a conscious choice. It's a conscious choice because I know that I have enough confidence in myself to land on my feet. And I think that to your point, Tracy, this is such a different time. We've never experienced anything like this. And I think that there's more to come. I don't mean to be a predictor, but I just get that sense because I noticed that when I was studying Frederick Hudson's The Renewal Cycle Model about life chapters and life transitions, when he talks about that that third phase about cocooning, he talks about going into that inner self. I realize when I'm comfortable in being uncomfortable, that's the key that unlocks me yes. to internalize and to really self-examine. Um, and, and because that's where my personal growth comes from. Yes. And, and then I'm voluntarily doing the work as I reflect and I find a new identity, but I got to be uncomfortable I got to be comfortable in being uncomfortable. Right. So does that make sense? So, so does, okay. So from a grieving perspective with being uncomfortable, what does that look like in this scenario? Well, we talked about in prior broadcast about the impact, the emotional impact of an event that, is unfamiliar Mm. and how those feelings those conflicting feelings show up for us and we define that as grief sure well if you are forced to learn something new it causes a level of discomfort but when you choose to learn something new and willfully put yourself in a position of uncomfortableness you grow You grow. Either way you grow, the first one, if it's forced upon you, it depends on your attitude going through. Mm -hmm. But if you willfully submit yourself to a process of unlearning or relearning or doing something that you've never done before, um, that uncertainty can just paralyze us to the degree that it's fear. It really is fear, and it can paralyze us to where we never move forward, or we can press and persevere through it, and that's where that uncomfortable emotion comes from, because Mm. our brains, the function of, one of the functions of our brain is to keep us safe. Mm. It's to keep us safe, and you're trying something new, and your brain does not have any prior experience or recordings recorded away in the files Mm. to say, oh, this is how you do that. Here, I'll just pull out the blueprint for that. Just follow this. You'll stay safe. The brain doesn't have to use a lot of energy. So therefore, it already has some habitual pattern to go by or to follow. Well, when you're trying something new and there is no pattern, there is no file, 
your brain is freaking out and you are so uncomfortable. You're uncomfortable in your thoughts. You're uncomfortable in your emotions and your feelings and you're uncertain in your actions. You're not sure if this is going to work and sitting in that tension can be really, really trying for a lot of people depending on their attitude and approach to it. Hmm. So it is very, in this case where we talk about, you know, the current day's events, we're talking mm -hmm. about sitting in that discomfort and being uncomfortable. A lot of people are just finding out for the first time the impact of systemic racism, mm -hmm. diversity and inclusion, mm -hmm. and they really care, but they don't mm -hmm. know what to do. Right. Not knowing what to do is just, is, it's just like I said before, it's, we don't have any files for this. Right. I may have heard about it, but I didn't really pay attention to it. Now it's staring me in the face every day. My social media, every time I turn on the TV, conversations, you know, around, around where we live and where we work, the, the conversations are just there. So we have to figure out our way through this and it can cause grief and it can cause pain sure. because pain sometimes is letting go of a belief or a thought or an idea that we mm -hmm had or it sure. worked for us previously sure. in order to usher in something new got it we don't know what the new normal will be we're on the emergence of a new normal we have right. no idea yeah. what it will be yeah we know for sure we're not going back to what we used to have true we don't know what that is so again right. we have no files <laughs> we have right. no files so all of us are uncomfortable some of us are with the public health um you know with the coronavirus we right. are we don't know where it is. We don't know what it is. We know what it is, but we, it's just a lot of uncertainty. We don't know how it's going to impact us if we get it. And then we don't know about our, our jobs. We don't know about the economy. We don't know about the election. We don't know about, it's just so much uncertainty. And because no files exist for this, we have some things that we can look historically uh, you know, back at and say, okay, these are some things that they did when they had the last pandemic, the bird flu or what happened. This is what happened in the last election. This is what happened, you know, when the last, uh, we have a, had an economic collapse. So we have some historical context, but it's not quite like this. Like this moment, everything is happening at once. And so it causes a certain degree of uncertainty. And because we can't see our way forward, unlearning, relearning, we're not sure what we're relearning. We're un we don't know. And so being able to take that, and to me, Carol, mm -hmm. is trusting day by day. Got it. Just day by day. Got it. Just today, I'm going to do my absolute best with the resources that I have. Mm -hmm. I'm going to value the people around mm -hmm. me as much as I can. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take care of myself, maybe in mm -hmm. ways that I hadn't before. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just a day by day by day. And as we, we plan for the future, I mean, executives and leaders have to plan for the next quarter. And right. You know, but look at who saw this in the third, who had this on their third quarter plans in 2019? Exactly. No one did. But yet we're here. But some here companies are. have gone out of business. Yep. Some are restructuring. Some yep. are pivoting. Yep. So, you know, what can we do but sit in the discomfort and feel our way through? And unfortunately, it's not always the best scenario and best outcomes for everyone, but we do have to keep moving forward even when we're uncomfortable. 
We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we will tell you how you can get more information for you to help your organization's leaders navigate towards the future. Hi, my name is Tracy Washington, and I am a leadership engagement consultant, and I help organizations and leaders navigate their teams towards a future of uncertainty. We are in difficult times right now. Facilitating conversations around the hard topics is something that many organizations are struggling with today. So my goal is to help as many organizational leaders be able to create the psychological safety in the environment to create more diversity and inclusion in the workplace. If you are struggling or challenged with finding the right words, finding the right leadership models, I can be found at www.getrelationshipcurrency.com. You can also find me on all social media platforms, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Tracy Y. Washington. My name is Carol Burton, and I consider myself an agent of change. I have the honor to collaborate with company leaders and partner with managers to incorporate actionable equity practices daily in the workplace. I help organizations who are committed to the personal growth of their teams, improving company culture, and delivering true ROI for each team, department, and the organization overall. At the core of my work, I am focused on helping leaders adapt, sustain, and engage in their careers and helping organizations move toward a more equitable workplace culture. I believe ethics connects equity and adapting drives change. If you are looking to transform how your organization supports its leaders, engages in tough conversations and nurtures diverse talent, I'd love to hear from you. You can find me on all social media platforms, including LinkedIn under Carol Burton. I spell my first name as C-A-R-O-L-E. I'm also on Twitter with Carol underscore speaks and uh, Facebook and Instagram as Carol Burton speaks. And also you can always check out my website, radianceresources.org. Welcome back. And and that's perfect because that's where accountability can kick in as far as the day by day, as far as the self-care. And, you know, for me, I, I did, I completed and created um, an episode. I think it was in season one. Yep. It was season one, episode four, and it's called, how do I actively tune in? Mm. And I, and I talked about, the this idea that I had about adapting and being accountable as far as open communication, but it was really talking about divergent thinking and being open to that. And, and where it led to was taught was me discussing active listening. How do we actively listen? And you pinpointed that as far as that daily work. Mm -hmm. How do I and so I so the next act of active uh, part of that that I talked about that component was active observation mm -hmm. as leaders 
how are you observing what's really going on from a perspective, your internal self, your team, the organization, the industry, the world, econ yeah. you know, economically, all of it. How are you actively listening? How are you actively observing? Then the next piece I talked about was how are you actively reflecting? What are you gleaning from all of that that's coming in? How are you sifting through it? And how are you ingesting it? And what impact is that having on you? And really where you are reflecting back and forth with it. And then the fourth thing, the fourth area I talked about was active hope. So I think within being uncomfortable, it's really about the two, the front two, right? About active listening and, op and active observation. Because for me, the reflecting and the act of hope are the actions. Yes. And so we'll, we'll just sit right there for a second on the being uncomfortable piece of actively listening, st shutting up and listening. Right. <laughs> like literally, list, just be in the listening. Don't have an opinion right now. Just listen. Some of the best leaders that I have encountered are amazing listeners because then they go within themselves and reflect. You can actually see that happening so that sometimes they close their eyes mm. and they reflect in the moment. They don't leave you. You might think they are, but they really aren't. And then they start looking as, the, as an observationalist. So with the adaptive leadership model, it's called going up to the balcony. It's not leaving your people. It's just uh -huh. going up to the balcony to look from a very higher perspective within them listening to the people who they're leading mm, and then I, I, when they right and then when they go up into the balcony of adaptive leadership from an academic model space because perspective then they get to see the impact that you talked about and they get to see the imprint mm -hmm. of their actions internally externally environmentally so yeah. if we, so so as an and to me that's all about accountability is how do we actively listen as leaders and how are we actively observing i agree the actively mm -hmm. the active part yeah, it's, it's got to be active it's got to be in the now and yeah. it's got to be with it's a choice to it's not be passive but to be actively involved and engaged that's a choice exactly that means you have to be empathetic and get out of your own experience yeah. and get into someone else's experience. That's mm. not easy to do. No, it's not. I have challenged all of my clients mm. at some point. What do you think the other people on your team feel about this decision or mm. think about this decision? And, you know, a lot of times we don't want to talk about feelings and we right. talk about thinking, but right. sometimes we need to feel. And, and I think right now, Tracy, that's what COVID-19 and looking at systemic racism in the way we are right now, it's forcing us to do that. I believe you're right. That's a really good point. I had never really thought about it mm -hmm. that way. It is causing us to 
think and feel, but more yes. importantly, feel, feel because you can think you can think your way out of a lot of things. This one is you can't. You, <laughs> you can. cannot. You can't. You can't think your you way out of COVID because it's a very real thing. You can't think your way out of systemic racism because it's a very real thing. Mm -hmm. Diversity, inclusion, it's not checking the box anymore. Nope. This is nope. in your face every day and it we is. have to figure out how to navigate through it. Right. Yes. So this is a great way to end this episode about being uncomfortable. I think we're in a great spot. And, yeah. and I thank you for this in-depth conversation. I think this is just the beginning of how we're going to continue to define and define and define and define being comfortable and being uncomfortable and, and what that looks like moving forward. I, I think this is a good one um, to continue to walk through. I really I do. Yeah, I agree. There's I think a it's, lot of layers to this. It does. And I think it's so important that we keep ourselves being uncomfortable right now. Yes. As a commitment, we are committing to being uncomfortable. Now that's a, that's a whole different layer. Right. But, <laughs> right. But I think it's an important layer to your point as our bodies and our brains do not have the synapses for this. So with that said, my name, thank you again for joining us. We appreciate it greatly. My name is Carol Burton. You can reach me in, in, on uh, radianceresources.org. I'm on all social media platforms. And like I said, you know, you go, go check out Radiance Real Talk. Um, it's, on, it's everywhere. As we continue to support you, as we continue to learn and grow in the professional development space. Absolutely. And I'm Tracy Washington. You can find me at getrelationshipcurrency.com. You can find me on all the social media platforms and I'm looking forward to furthering the discussion, Carol. Definitely so. Thank you. Bye-bye.